Hello, college football fans, and welcome to episode 10 of College Football Throwdown. I am your co-host, Alex Schmitz, and with me today is my dad, Peter Schmitz. Good evening, Alex, and podcast world. <laughs> yes, the great world of the interweb, you know, all those tubes and wires that are out there listening to us right now. Um, for those of you who haven't been listening to us for a while, we are this podcast, College Football Throwdown. We are a college football podcast that is by college football fans for college football fans. Uh, you can find us on footballthrowdown.podomatic.com. That's where we host our episodes or on iTunes. And uh, and we like talking about you know our favorite team, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, but also talking about the general um, goings-on in football as a national whole. And today's episode is going to be our Nebraska-specific episode where we're going to talk about the Nebraska-South Alabama game. And we're going to, the next episode that we do is going to be talking more generally about what happened in the college football landscape in week two. Um, but before we dive into that, we're going to talk about the Nebraska-specific game, the Nebraska-South Alabama game. Um, I was not actually... I, did, I missed a good portion of this game. I was looking at updates on my phone, you know, the play-by-play, uh, but I was actually at the beach with some friends the other day, and it was really fun, so we weren't in a big hurry to leave. Um, so I, I came back and was able to watch from, like, the midway through the third quarter on. I got all that, but the early part of the game I kind of missed, so I know it's, it's, it's a shame as a Husker fan. Yes, we, we're going to have to work on that, pal. <laughs> So, As I recall, you're the one who said last week, the last time, that if I had to miss one, this would be the one to miss, South well, Alabama. That's, that's true. That is absolutely true. you got to pick your spots, and certainly going to the beach was a good idea. Yes, it was. But you, you caught the full game. You were watching it from good old Traverse City. Th- that is correct. And So I'll, I'll go ahead and get us started on the podcast with this cold beverage here in front of me. Here we go on that. All right, here we go. In honor of our reputation uh, tradition here. There mm-hmm. we go. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Now we're ready to talk some football. That's right. Um, so we're kind of going to break this down like we did with our previous analysis of the BYU game. Just kind of break it down into the positives and negatives of what we saw on the field. Um, in terms of, you know, um, general overall, like, positives for me, um, Definitely happy with our offense. You know, not a ton to complain about there. Uh, Tommy ran the game effectively. You know, we had a good variety of passing and, you know, running, especially, you know, we had Terrell Newby running for nearly 200 yards. You know, so we just controlled them on offense, which is what we should should be the expectation, given that they're uh, definitely a lesser opponent. And then defensively, we did a really good job of stuffing the rush. They couldn't do anything against us on the ground, uh, but our biggest Achilles heel continues to be uh, passing in the air. They had uh, Davies, I think. They were passing to the guy he was covering a lot, and he was getting beat, and just in general, they had some big pass plays, even though those plays didn't usually result in points, but that would be the biggest thing I'm certainly worried about going into the Miami game next week. Yeah, I would agree, Alex. I think that, uh, you know, this is a game where uh, you're you're right. It's hard to complain about uh, the result, the end result. 
and a very nice balance offensively and defensively. You know, you only give up nine points, including a, a late touchdown. But but uh, in the reality of it, I, I have to look at this from the perspective of our our opponent and what I would have liked to have seen. And 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 I'm still uh, very leery of of where Nebraska's at from an offensive line standpoint. Well, really both lines of scrimmage, both offensive and defensive. Those are areas that, that I have great concern over. We simply do not have the talent slash depth uh, that is going to be necessary for us to to really uh, have a, a substantial season this season. Uh, that has to improve if, if we're going to have success starting next week against the Miami Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess this is a good time to mention on the last podcast we made um, some predictions about made predictions about this game as well as the Oregon MSU game, which we'll get to on a, the next podcast. But um, on the on that one, Dad, you said that uh, Nebraska was going to win 48-28, and then I ended up saying 35-21. So we were both kind of worried about South Alabama's offensive capabilities since they have this kind of influx of talent because of that unique situation uh, there in Alabama. Um, but, you know, like you said, I mean – you know there are things to nitpick certainly, but at the end of the day, a you know forty-eight to nine victory with a the only touchdown of the game came in at the end when we were playing a lot of our second teamers. You know it's hard to hard to find fault in that victory. It's more of a what does this show about our team when we're facing tougher competition? Exactly. Did we get accomplished what we needed to get accomplished? I, I was uh, the only criticism I might have had is I would have liked to have seen us have an even stronger commitment to the running game as it was we were pretty balanced we we uh we ran the ball 37 times and we passed it 38 times so we still threw it more than we ran it well by one (laughs) by one right but this is a game where i would have liked to have seen that number be a a 60 percent 40 percent split or maybe even 65 35 just to make sure that not only did our starters get lots of reps, but that the second teamers after we got the thing in control. Now, some would argue that, well, if we had just loaded up and done that, maybe we wouldn't have had as much success because of that balance is part of what made the offense effective. So, uh, you know, it's it, like you say, that's nitpicking. But bottom line is, is that we got through it. It appears we got through it most significantly without adding a lot of additional significant injuries. It, it would appear that we got through it without losing anybody else at this point. That's, that's the word I'm seeing. And um, if that's the case, and you combine that with hopefully getting our two linebackers back that we lost to injury, uh, as well as uh, maybe even uh, the possibility of, of some other players who are dinged up or a little bit injured getting a little better you know, over the course of this next week so we can go into that Miami game a little healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and it's also worth noting that for this game compared to the BYU game, we had some players coming back from suspension that were able to play this time around, and that that helped us a little bit. Yes, yeah, so absolutely. Having uh, Michael uh, Rose and Jonathan Rose both back, uh, uh, Mike uh, Michael Rose pr- played a lot of snaps because of the other two uh, uh, linebackers being injured. Uh, Michael was very very important, and then Jonathan Rose also. You already mentioned a little earlier that we had some personnel issues early in the game where uh, their team was having some success with some deep passes, and uh, 
So we had to pull some defensive backs to coach them up and get them to understand what they were doing wrong within the scheme. Um, they went back out and played later, of course, but just having that depth and that ability to do that rotation is going to become invaluable as we go forward because next week we're going to see a team with far more talent, uh, and, uh, and that's going to be a, a bigger challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'd feel more confident about the Miami game if it was in Lincoln, but the fact that it's going to be our first away game, you know, with this, with the new coaching staff and all that, and that it's against a tough opponent, you know, it's going to be a challenge for us for sure, but not an insurmountable one, I'd say. Well, it should, yes, it, it will tell us a lot about where we're at and give us a gauge, you know, um, I mean, we'd be feeling a little differently probably if we just hadn't had that Hail Mary loss in the first uh, game. Uh, but uh, uh, as you noted, uh, um, the, the, the reality is is that, you know, we are where we are. So, so let's see how this all plays out, right? Right. Well, that's actually that's good transition um, because on the last podcast, um, I had talked a little bit about how I was really hoping that BYU could pull it out against Boise State, who was a top 25 ranked team. And you were a little little bit doubting because of the fact that they're playing with their second team quarterback. I saw some of the highlights from that game. He threw some serious bombshell passes, like long balls in that game. So I think he's he's a pretty good uh, second teamer. Yeah, he certainly is. And, and the, uh, the new poll has come out for this week already here Sunday evening. And, and lo and behold, BYU is in the top 25. Uh, now, they do play UCLA this week at UCLA. That's going to be an interesting game for them. Yeah, well, now the thing is against us, you know, maybe we were viewing BYU as, like, not that top tier of a team or whatever. You know, but after the whole nation seeing the way they beat us and then the way they beat Boise State, nobody's going to be playing BYU bringing their B game. You know, they're not going to want to repeat that. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, my point with that was I was thinking earlier today about like a this is my best case and best case realistic scenario for the rest of Nebraska season to play out right here is if uh, if BYU continues to have success, you know, let's say they win a you know upset one or two more people, you know, do a decent job with their season, then we go through and we beat everybody who's left on our schedule in the regular season except for Michigan State, because I predict that's going to be a loss. So we'd be going into, you know, we'd be we'd win the conference in this case, win our division, I should say, and then let's say we play Ohio State in the conference championship game and lose that game. So we have three losses on our record, you know, going into bowl season. But then our three losses will be to a Michigan State team that will probably be in the top 10-ish, uh, Ohio State in the championship conference championship game, who may very well be the number one team in the nation, you know, going back to reclaim their title, and then a BYU team who has shown themselves to be a legitimately good football team, you know, and that BYU loss doesn't affect our conference season in any way, but I feel like it, if it comes to, you know, bowl selecting people, you know, the fact that we would have lost, you know, and it, uh, hopefully, in this ideal scenario I have in my head, our losses to uh, Michigan State and Ohio State would be like uh, hard-fought losses, like not blowouts. If we comp- if we did all of that, I would consider ourselves going to a pretty top-tier, you know, non 
championship level, you know, bowl game, like a pretty nice bowl game, you know, if we could win that, I'd be, that would be a very, I'd be very pleased overall if Mike Riley could pull that off. You, you hit it right on the very beginning there, Alex. Ideal. <laughs> that, yes. That, well, that and, is the ideal. I notice how I said realistically ideal because obviously the ideal situation is if we beat MSU and beat Ohio State and you know go to the well, championship game, but that's not happening. You know, in any well, scenario, I would be, uh, the scenario you just described, I would I would be very happy with. Uh, um, absolutely, that would for that to happen would require us obviously to make a huge leap of improvement this week that allows us to go down there to Miami and win that football game and then to pr- pr- continue to progress as a team uh, building you know talent and depth uh, uh, throughout the season so that we could uh, compete in you know, all these games that we have coming up in conference that at this point I'd have to say are, are toss-up games for us so it's, it's going to be an exciting season though to see how that plays out how close can we get to what you just described I think that's the that's the real crux of it for uh, Nebraska fans. All right, interesting. So, what are your what's your overall takeaway coming away from the South Alabama game for the uh, Cornhuskers? Well, you know, in, in watching the game, Alex, and I've I've been able to watch a little of it a second time. Uh, <laughs> is um, the uh, uh, you know the the offensive line did definitely play better. Uh, you know, they seem to be more in sync. Now, some of that obviously is competition, but I think some of it is also just getting those additional snaps together. So we, we just need to see that progress. I think we just need to remain healthy. Um, I, I'm also very pleased with what appears to be you know, an emerging group of wide receivers collectively that, that are going to um, uh, do quite well for us. And Tommy, when given time, will, will deliver that ball uh, you know, in, a, in a really uh, effective way. I mean, he does have a nice throw, a nice velocity, on his ball, uh, the the center snap was was quite a bit better in this game than it was in the first game, and so maybe in fact it was an issue with the ball being just you know wet or whatever in the first game uh, because it was so hot. But uh, he definitely was still snapping them high, and Tommy was having to reach for him, uh, but they were they were there with much better velocity. One thing I continue to be concerned about is uh, the guy who replaced our punter who got hurt. In the um, right. uh, the BYU game, uh, you know he's a, he's actually a past quarterback. He's a good athlete, um, uh, but he, you know he averaged 34 and some change uh, on punts, and that's not good enough. You know, <laughs> so we're we're losing 10 yards basically every time we exchange the football because of our, our loss of a punter, and and that that's going to become huge at some point in some game if that young man. And uh, uh, Sam Fultz can't get back fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and not like I don't try to remember from the stats. I don't think we had any like difficult field goals, but I think we had one or two in the game, and our kicker made them this time. You know, which he did in, in the BYU game. Um, which correct, Drew, Drew did. Drew did make both field goals, including a 42-yarder. Okay. And again, throughout all of camp, you know, the uh, the, uh, the reports were all that, that that Drew was doing very well. So I, I really am hopeful that that whatever it was that was kind of a mechanical issue for him in game one is gone and won't be repeated. Let's hope so. Um, yeah, my overall thoughts are kind of similar. You know, kind of like I said at the beginning. You know, I'm overall happy with how our offense played in that game. 
I'm happy with the improvements Tommy seems to have made over the offseason. And uh, I'm happy that our defense, you know, did a good job in terms of rush defense. Kind of like, like the BYU game, we had sections of the game where we shut down their run effectively. Then there were other sections where that wasn't the case. But this time around, you know, we stopped them pretty good there. My biggest concern is definitely the secondary because, you know, teams that have better better athletes at wide receiver and stuff are going to make things difficult for us, for sure. I, I would agree. I would agree. And, and that's the thing is you look at our team and we have some areas after two games where people could identify and say, okay, here's a strength that Nebraska has and we're going to take that away. And, and that's what you can expect from Miami's you know, uh, coaching staff is number one, they're not going to, they're not going to let us, you know, uh, go up and down the field, throwing the football and all these little flip passes to the side and things like that. If we try to do that against Miami and their, their speed, they're going to, uh, they're going to bait us into a pick six. Mm -hmm. That, that is, that is my prediction. We cannot live on that. We have got to establish the line of scrimmage against Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a good chance, I guess. Why don't we give some uh, some predictions about the Miami game to uh, score like we did yeah. for this last one. Let's um, do that. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say um, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it'll be close. Uh, so I'll go ahead and say 28-24 we win it. That's what I'll say. I'm so proud of you, Alex. Awesome. I love your optimism. Uh, as you know, your dad tends to be uh, a little more conservative in that regard. And I, I think I'm going to uh, go on the flip side of that. I'm going to say, uh, based on what I've seen, I, I believe that Nebraska it just isn't quite there. And um, we're, we're likely to see this be a, uh, a loss. My, my expectation is, is that we're going we're gonna to come out, we're going to play hard, um, and you know, we're going to have periods of time when we look pretty good, but that over the course of the whole 60 minutes of the game, they're just going to out-athlete us enough that they're going to be able to beat us. Uh, I'm going to predict the final score is going to be somewhat similar to yours, probably more like 28-17, though, in favor of the Hurricanes. So I'm going to have to pick against my uh, my own uh, passion. <laughs> Your <Husky> blood. <laughs> because because I... I, I you know, number one, I'm trying to be realistic, and number two, I truly believe that uh, we'll see continued improvement with this pro with this team over the course of the of the season. But uh, what I saw from the BYU game uh, told me that we were not as far along as I thought, and all these injuries to obviously the the key spots we couldn't afford. There were two things, Alex. Right when we talked at the beginning of the year, two of the areas we could not have injuries linebacker and defensive end and where have we had a mass of, of injuries linebacker where have we lost our uh, one of our captains and our key defensive leaders defensive end i mean it's just incredible to me that that those are the two areas that we get injuries and and i might feel a little bit differently if i had seen more results out of those two spots but i just haven't mm-hmm. all righty then well we will see how things play out you know week three of college football there's already been you know, tons of upsets and craziness going on, you know, and that's what makes the sport so great. So we'll look forward to the game. Oh, you know, you know Alex, I will say one thing about it. We we are the, uh, about a, a three to four and a half point underdog in this game. So even Vegas has picked us to lose, which, you know, that's the first time we've been an underdog this year. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. the The fact that we're going to be playing, you know, at an opposing stadium at a you know uh, prediction to lose, you know, will be the underdog, as they say. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Riley can kind of get the guys fired up, you know, with that sort of underdog mentality. We have something to prove here, you know. That was right. something that uh, Bo could do sometimes, you know, to uh, to get the team in that kind of mentality. So it'll just be interesting to see if Riley can do that too. It, it really will be. And, and it's going to be a night game, uh, you know, for Miami. And, of course, even though they get terrible attendance in general, you know darn good and well with Nebraska coming to town, they're going to fill the place and it's going to be a rocking environment. So, um, you know, count on that for, you know, uh, this, this, this game this week. Yep. Alrighty then. Well, if you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast, like I said, you can find us on footballthrowdown.podomatic.com or on their Podomatic app with the same uh, address. Um, we're on iTunes as College Football Throwdown. You can leave us a review, comment on the page, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We always like hearing from the fans. Uh, our email is huskerpete13 at gmail.com. And uh, I want to thank all you out there for listening. And thank you, Dad, for joining me for this good old discussion. Yes, and it's good to have a, a W. So let's go out <laughs> there and uh, even though I predicted the loss, that doesn't mean I ain't going to root for him. I want to oh, no. see us win. So let's go Big Red. All right. And until next time, Cornhusker fans. Peace.